This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm Corey Wright. And I'm Melissa Moretti. And Melissa, today on the show, we have Santana Portman, who is a land acquisition specialist with William Wright Commercial in the Central Island area there, joining us today, talking all about the booming Central Island market and how we got to that as I was having lunch over there with our office a couple of weeks ago. And everywhere you look, there's development. So I told Santana, I'm like, I need to have you on. Yeah. We need to talk about this. It is a market that is booming. We talk about all the great investment opportunities over there and what asset classes you got to go in. So very, very exciting there. But preloading to that, you were on Vancouver Island this past weekend, you said. I was. Where'd I, you go? Yeah. So I actually went to Duncan of all places. How'd you end up in Duncan? I was there for a meditation retreat. A meditation retreat yes. in Duncan. Yeah. So picture... A big piece of land, I want to say, you know, 30 acres. Okay. There's like a maloka, like what's a, a yurt. What? Okay. Well, first off, okay. Like what's a maloka and what's a yurt? It's, um, well, it's basically like a big wooden hut. A hut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I went with a friend and, and you know, there were probably eight of us there. And Meditating it was a beautiful in a, in a experience. You are so connected with nature when you're on the island. It's it's quite different from being in Vancouver. You know, Vancouver, you you got to go to the North Shore or, you know, you got to go a little bit to get into nature, but you're just surrounded by it. It's beautiful. So how long do you meditate in this hut in Duncan for? A little too long. <laughs> what, like 20 minutes? <laughs> Let's just say I was there for three days. So You meditated for three days? I mean, not three days straight, but... But it was a it was a beautiful experience. I'll tell you more about it. If anyone has any questions, you give me a call. Now, just your eyes closed the whole time. I'm thinking if your eyes are closed, you could just do it through, through Zoom and save the trip. <laughs> it's just not the same. It's just not the same. So I'm a different person. Just, yeah. If anyone's wondering, yeah. This week I'm yeah. feeling pretty okay. good. I thought you were going to tell me you're over there for some brand new condo grand opening or something like that. No. 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 You're meditating in a hut in Duncan. Meditating in a hut. Yeah. Feeling really connected to the island. Wow. Well, that sounds like it was very interesting. I was also connected with nature, but not in the same way. I was on an Alaskan cruise oh. with the kiddos and uh, we saw more humpback whales on the cruise. And I thought, or even in the world, there was so much. Uh, wasn't the same connection to nature as a, a hut in Duncan, but it was connecting to nature nevertheless. But speaking of our last episode, we talked about a tremendous guest that was on the Vancouver Real Estate Podcast. Jaden Lee. And his fundraiser. Yes. And and I made a statement on our last episode that I'm going to donate $500. You did. And I made a statement that you were going to donate $600. You did. And you actually donated the $600. I did. And I donated my $500. I got the group going there with the group text. Yeah. Matt and Adam also donated $500 each. So collectively, the VREP and the VCREP group, we donated $2,100 to an amazing fundraiser. Yeah. 
So hopefully the listeners after last episode, hopefully went and Feeling inspired. did the same thing there. So, um, so tremendous there. So I'm, I, I so applaud you because when I threw you under the bus, you did for 600 bucks. Called I called me out. I didn't know if you're going to step to the plate and you showed us all up. I did it for the kids. A, you showed us all up, uh, $2,100 to a great cause there. And then that will all go to the BC Children's Hospital. BC is a great cause. There's hopefully other people had a chance to do that. But without further ado, let's get to our interview today with Santana Portman of our William Wright Commercial Central Island office. All right, let's go. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Allen, the team over there are fantastic. They've been, all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. All right. So today we have Santana Portman, Land Acquisition Specialist for William Wright Commercial on the Central Island. Welcome, Santana. Thank you. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I moved to the island about three years ago. I've been in brokerage for about 12 years now, coming from Saskatchewan. Um, And kind of what led me to the island was working with a multifamily developer, helping them with land acquisitions throughout Canada. And just given the amount of clients that were kind of approaching me from Saskatchewan and people I had previously worked with, um, I decided to get back into brokerage and kind of run on my own again. So Santana, one reason why we wanted to have you on today is I was over there visiting that office and me and you were having lunch and we're looking around and there is development going on everywhere in that Central Island area. And I know we talk a lot about it on the show, how much, how bullish we are in that area. But I said to you at lunch, I'm like, we have to have you on. We got to talk about this because it's happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, why the Central Island? Like, obviously you're, you're in the heart of that right now. Why now? Like, what is what has transpired over there that there's so much development happening in that area? And we were in Parksville at the time when we we're, were talking, but Parksville, mm-hmm. Greater Nanaimo. Why so much development happening now? Well, I think over in Parksville, Qualcomm, Nanaimo, it's been a little bit easier for developers to kind of get a hand in the action. Um, Victoria, Vancouver, obviously they're a little bit trickier. Um, Timeframes are longer. Your land that you're dealing on is smaller. So in in these areas, you know, you get, you look at some of the opportunities here and you you can deal on bigger parcels. You are dealing with jurisdictions that that need housing really bad and they're willing to work with you. Um, Parksville probably is one of the, the best cities to work with, honestly. And even that being said, the surrounding areas, like the regional district of Nanaimo, they've been really, really great to deal with on kind of the the outskirts of of these places too, like the um, the Nanus, the French Creek, those kinds of places. So it might be a better appetite for some of those developers that kind of want to get their hand on something that's a little bit more affordable, um, but with the same opportunities that the cities of Vancouver and Victoria would lend. 
But one thing I don't, even when I was over there, like the population and you I mean, we'll just say Parksville because that's where we were at the time, had a little, has a little bit of an older demographic there. And they're not shy by saying that. But even looking at all the developments coming in, both on the strata side of things, it looks like, and also the multifamily things, it looks like they're almost trying to attract new families and stuff like that to the area, clearly with success. Yeah, for sure. I think COVID was a big eye opener for a lot of people. Me, myself, I'm, I'm 30 years old and I'm living in Parksville. And, and I think we learned that a lot of, a lot of people would rather be somewhere where they have the ability to enjoy themselves. Um, I mean, there's, there's lakes, there's the ocean, there's fishing, there's everything around here. And if you're able to work remotely, um, why would you want to be cramped in a condo downtown Vancouver that you're paying four times? Or uh, when you can be, you know, in a nice place like this and have the same amenities. Um, so I think there's a lot of opportunity for growth given the uh, the changing of the demographic. And I think also when you look at it too, like the beauty that the Vancouver Island has, especially when you get to that Parksville and that Nanaimo area, you know, the livability of those areas is tremendous. And if someone yeah. hasn't been to Nanaimo or the greater Nanaimo area, it sprawls. And there is a ton of development going on over there, both on the multifamily side, but also the development side, it seems like, that the affordability is somewhat still there, as, as expensive as it's become. But it's a mm-hmm. great affordability option for maybe people who are in Victoria who find it a little too expensive, or maybe people over, over here. You're going over to the Central Island, and you're not sacrificing anything. Everything is there. Anything you want mm-hmm. is there. And then you get that beautiful lifestyle that so many people from around the world come here to, to, to try to see on vacation and all that stuff. It, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And and when you when you talk to people in the community who have just moved here, you get a lot of people from other provinces, lots of Saskatchewan, lots of Alberta, um, and a lot of uh, Europeans too. Um, so we're, we're kind of attracting people internationally. And uh, it's just something that you can't get anywhere else, right? So clearly multifamily is also a big driver over there on the development side of it and, and stuff like that. Even from an investment standpoint, it's to high up on a lot of people's lists. One obvious question we got to ask is, is industrial. That was, that's been something that's been on fire for years now. How is the industrial market in the Central Island area there? Are they as active as they are in most parts? You know, me and Marianne are actually working on an industrial um, property right now. And, and it was pretty eye-opening to kind of bring up some of the comparables and the lack thereof. Right now, there's a lot of, um, there's a, I wouldn't say there's a lot of, but there's more land for sale than product. So your um, owner-user stuff that is kind of in the mid-range or the, the small base is really lacking. You know, you still look at Nanaimo and they have... Um, you know, their commercial port, like their central island. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of companies coming in and out of um, that area. So there's, there's a ton of potential, but very, very little product. So um, I know in Parksville too, very little product. Um, They're working on an industrial park right now, but it's a slow go. So there's a lot of opportunity. Well, I think one thing too that maybe a lot of people don't realize, and this would be on the investment side of it, if I'm looking to buy something in the, so let's just say the Surrey area from an investor standpoint, I'm looking to buy industrial. Lease rates are probably, you know, 18 to 22. Maybe some areas would probably get maybe a little bit higher than that, depending on the age of the product. But if I'm going into Nanaimo, I'm not paying six bucks. I'm paying no. probably what, $16? Oh, yeah. I there mean, you go. again, it's like, it's anything from, 
I think the lowest I seen was like 1350 and you're talking uh low low qualities anything anything decent is within that 16 to 20 dollar range in Nanaimo and that's that's right like you're getting the same lease rates over here that you get in the mainland uh without the hassle so and one thing one thing is important to note too when people are looking at this the vacancy rate is like the same yeah. on Vancouver Island as it over here. You're not going over there and getting similar lease rates and having a 15% vacancy to deal with. You're going over there and getting similar lease rates and having no vacancy almost to deal with. So if I'm an investor and my vacancy isn't compromised and my lease rates are the same, yet my prices are cheaper, that's going to make my cap rates higher. So if I can get a better cap rate on my product and still have the opportunity for growth in that market as it still grows with population, it makes all the sense in the world all day long for me to go over there, maybe then Surrey. Yeah. And even, I mean, industrial retail is another one where it's really starting to take off. I know here in Parksville, um, there's a developer that has a highway frontage piece of property coming up that's by the, the resorts. And and with the demographic changing, you know, the the retailers are very interested in in coming into these areas. And the lease rates again aren't aren't cheap. Like there, this is a this is a really good oper- opportunity for people. Existing buildings, we have a lot of guys coming in and and buying you know existing bu- buildings that might have been like a generational wealth kind of situation where people kind of neglected. And the value add is just phenomenal because the $10 lease rates don't exist anymore. No, no. And I think one thing too is over the years, I've seen our Victoria office that had some listings on the retail shopping center side of things in the Parksville area. And the success that those landlords have had, not only on the lease rate side of things, but the tenant mix where every big box retailer is Mm -hmm. already there or wants to be in that Central Island area. So you have the yeah. opportunity to probably buy and build for cheaper if that's your game, buy a building for cheaper, but obtain very similar, if not better lease rates than maybe expected. But you also have that opportunity for those numbers to grow because that market is growing at a pace that's outpacing the average in the province. Like I think last I read, uh, Nanaimo, greater Nanaimo is around 106,000 people, but it's growing at like 3% or 3.1% per year, which is more than almost double than what the the average is in this province. So you're getting all that. You're not sacrificing anything to go there. So it makes a lot of sense. When I started with um, the apartment group, um, when I first moved to the island, we looked at Parksville and, you know, there's been some some more developments since then. But when we were looking, it was 0.02% vacancy rate on the multifamily side. So it's just, you know, to even keep up with that is, is insane. So Santana, we've heard a lot about the new fast ferry that's coming up from Nanaimo to Vancouver. Can you speak to that a little bit and tell us how you think that's going to impact development in in the Central Island area? Um, Well, any improvement with the ferry system is great news. (laughs) So I think um, even this long weekend, uh, you know, I I think they said on the news that like 565,000 passengers were expected over that long weekend uh, to come through, uh, which is just phenomenal to think that that many people are traveling back and forth. But 
I mean, any like I said, any improvement with with transportation is obviously going to make things a lot easier for people to kind of go back and forth. And maybe we're going to see those people who you know didn't want to go through the hassle of you know taking a ferry and then driving from you know one port to another um, coming to the island a lot more. So I think that we already have a very strong tourist market, but there's a lot of people that would rather go on something like that fast ferry, that that walk on ferry, and be able to actually enjoy their time. So yeah, it's it's a great improvement for for the island. And we've joked to on this show before, and we've talked about. I think it's a seventy minute the Hello Ferry. I think it's a seventy minute ride. It takes me like ninety minutes to get from Coquitlam to Vancouver. That you yeah. could get from Nanaimo to downtown faster than I could drive. Now, Melissa's giving me some smirk right now because she thinks I'd probably drive like an old woman. But <laughs> Like, do you drive you know, a moped or something? Well, I'm not sure well, how it takes you that well, long. Well, well oh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about your driving. When you pulled in and you got out of a nightclub at 10.30 in the morning, your car speakers were so loud there with the, uh, which, uh, what, 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 who are you listening to? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, some, 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 some DJ. Some DJ. Some DJ. Yeah. But from a, from a livability standpoint, especially if someone had like a young family and stuff like that, it creates a great opportunity from an affordability standpoint and livability standpoint, something like the fast ferry to live in a great community like Nanaimo that offers everything that's there or even Parksville that's not just on the outskirts and get to and from downtown in an hour and 10 minutes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's huge. Like a lot of people, a lot of people here have family, they have businesses, they have all sorts of things going on in the mainland, whether it be appointment, shopping, whatever. but. But that's a really good point. Just making it easy makes Nanaimo and Parksville more attractive overall because, yeah, they don't feel like if they're on the island, they're trapped here. (laughs) If they want a city fix, they can just take that that, uh, ferry and, and go to Vancouver for the day. Now, there's lots of things happening out there. And there's lots of growth that's happening. We've talked about industrial. We've talked about retail. We've talked about multifamily. The office market as a whole, from a public perception thing coming out of COVID, has, is changing. The office market feels like in the past six months is changing. There's been a lot more negativity out there. And maybe it's just the media making it more than what it is. Vacancy rates are rising. How is the office market in the Central Island? And I guess where my question comes from is if the population is, is moving out there, are the office markets becoming tighter in a community like like the greater Nanaimo or even Parksville, where maybe there's not as much office to pick from. And as people move in, these people need jobs, offices become occupied. How is the office market in the Central Island? Yeah, I think it's also a little bit different than the Vancouver's and Victoria's again. And that's simply that uh, we just don't have the same type of product. Um, so it makes it a little bit tighter. You know, it's it's hard to say where the future holds with office. I think there's always going to be a market for it. But you look at these these smaller communities and I mean the vacancy rates for office isn't isn't as large as you would see in the city. So yeah, I mean I mean office is what it is, but there's still the 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 factor of so many people still coming in and, and there's a lot of jobs that you do need office. Like there's still people who have to collaborate. Um, while we were working with that, that strata group, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who can't just sustain working out of their home. Um, so there's always going to be a market for it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's supply and demand. Right. And I think even with, 
Nanaimo, Parksville, uh, even the Comox Valley, a lot of people are focusing on that multifamily portion of it. Um, and maybe retail and and uh, office and stuff like that is kind of getting the, the the sidelines right now because everyone's so focused on on getting that uh, capacity back up. So I think there'll probably be a demand um, in a few years here. And I think one of my thoughts has always been with the island, especially in the central island market there from the office standpoint is as land prices continue to rise and as as housing is needed, it's going to become harder and harder for developers to buy land and pencil to build an office building. So, mm-hmm. and from a landowner standpoint, I want the most amount of money for my land. And if that's going to be paid for by a strata buyer or strata developer, then I will gladly take it versus maybe I, I'd have to sell for cheaper, hypothetically, maybe to an office builder. Um, so as that population grows, I don't think there's going to be a major boom in the office market from a development standpoint that the existing product is going to become more highly desirable. Vacancy rates will fall, thus push investment prices or lease rates up, that it may be a very attractive investment over the medium to long-term standpoint because there's not going to be that much more product built in that asset class. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree. And I think too, just even given the fact that accessibility here is kind of improving, and lifestyles are changing. Um, you know, there might be different sort of companies coming out here uh, and choosing to have their location here. Um, I mean, you look at Campbell River, you've got some of the heaviest hitting multifamily developers have their main offices there. And Campbell River, like people have never even heard of it. Sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, but you have some of the biggest guys over there and they have their main offices there. And it's it's simply because it's easy for it's easy for them to um, pencil it out, yeah. and and you know like Vancouver offices. Um, you're right. Like I don't know, I don't know if people are going to be dramatically building office here, but yeah, the vacancy is slowly going to um, get lower given given the product that's online right now, which is very minimal. And here, here's a question for you, and you might know this answer off the top of your head. You may not. I'm a, I'm a renter. I'm moving to the central island. I'm looking for a one bedroom. Maybe I want something in a little bit nicer area, a newer product. What would I be paying on the rental side of things? If I'm a, I'm a multifamily owner, what am I getting for one bedrooms over there now? One bedrooms. I mean, for something basic, you're probably in the 16 to 1800 for a one bedroom. Wow. Uh, new product. You might be at 2000. Wow. So you can understand with numbers like that, why the incentive from a developer standpoint, where you have a growing population, a very similar vacancy rate from a multifamily size you'd see over here in Vancouver, I'm getting really good numbers if if I'm paying 2000 bucks a foot for a one bedroom. I'm getting really good numbers as a developer or close to that. But my land acquisition cost is probably dramatically less. Yeah, for sure. And and again, not just your land acquisition costs, but the whole process, the carrying costs. Um, just looking at the the, the permit standpoint and, and the time timeline it takes. I mean, you hold land for three years. Uh, not many people can do that. So the land prices are good, um, and just the carrying costs overall. When you when you have jurisdictions that are actually willing to work with you, changes the ballgame too. Well, I think that's one thing too, and we I remember probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now, we had Mayor Stu Young on from Langford 
And they're obviously kind of the epicenter of development, it feels like, or were the epicenter of development, it felt like, in this province for so long. And just their outlook at developers versus other cities might be kind of like, you're the big bad developer. You should be thankful for developing in, in in our city here, the city of Pitt Meadows will pick on, you know, you should be happy we're allowing you to develop in our city. And almost their attitude was kind of like, welcome to Langford. How can we help you develop? And it's just yeah, for sure, dramatically different. And it's amazing how that approach can incentivize and attract people. And speaking of Langford, I hadn't, I drive through it quite a bit when I'm on the island there, but I hadn't sort of like driven up into Langford. And it is just insane how big Langford is. Like the Tesla thing on the mountainside there, it's just crazy how much is in Langford now. Yeah. And, you know, too, I, I, th- I think everyone, when you say the developer word, everyone kind of in their mind thinks of skyscrapers and like the most obnoxious development. And I think the developers around here in the island have like, you know, most of them have done those um, developments in Vancouver or, or Ottawa or whatever. Um, so they, they're experienced and they're coming in and they're really trying to get the the public to understand the story of their development a little bit better too. Yeah. Because it's a sensitive topic. I mean, everybody here has moved here for a reason. They all enjoy the the scenery. They all enjoy like the the amenities of the environment, right? So um I think developers themselves are also getting better at just trying to communicate the whys of the development and how it's actually meant to improve communities rather than hinder them. hundred percent. And also developers too, like as things need to get improved and upgraded and parks and all of that stuff. I mean, these yeah. are, these are things that developers contribute to through DCCs and CACs for the communities that have them. Developers contribute to this, which helps, you know, grow communities. And I think I agree with you. The big bad word developer scares a lot of people. But I think as we have record-setting immigration coming into this country, where a lot of that is ending up here in BC, and there's so many beautiful communities within BC, whether it's Vancouver Island or the Lower Mainland or the BC interior, where these people can kind of, you know, venture into, that we got to create housing. And if we don't create housing when we have these type of people coming in, then we're going to, you know, make it even worse for the people that were here before. So these developers, you know, developers are here to sort of help grow communities and assist in that community growth, not necessarily be the big bad people that everyone kind of perceives them to. And I think your your suggestion there of everyone thinks they build skyscrapers is a great way of how a lot of people, I think, will look at them that maybe don't completely understand what, uh, what they're here for. Um, before we, we got some, some questions here to ask you here in a little bit on the six pack here, but before we get to that, I want you to put your, uh, pull your crystal ball out here. And just so you know, Santana, everything you say, we fact check and everything you say, we hold you to. <laughs> I want, Great. I want, uh, where is the central Island market going? Let's say, uh, three years from now, five years from now, I mean, what asset class, where's Santana putting her money? Um, I think, I think regardless, you have to really look at the multifamily. I've heard some comments on how, oh my, oh my God, there's so many uh, permits approved and there's so much coming online. But the amount of people coming into this market is exceeding what is coming online. Uh, So multifamily for sure. And really retail too, which is uh, another one that I think people probably didn't think would be a big one. But because of all the multifamily coming online, there's going to be need for more services. So the grocery stores, the liquor stores, the the restaurants, 
I'm working with a lot of groups right now and uh, they see based on their studies that they need to add more amenities. So I think those are the two biggest ones. And then industrial for um, kind of the Nanaimo area, I think that's big, Um, especially with ferries hopefully improving and just, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole supply chain operations hopefully improving. Um, I think industrial is going to be a big one too. Well, I agree with you on the retail thing. I think so many people obviously coming out of COVID were like, retail's dead, retail's dead. But I think from a land ownership standpoint, you just going to be more uh, astute or selective with who your tenants are. Because I don't care, what, you know, Starbucks is not coming up to my house every day to drop off. Maybe Uber Eats is, but they got to pick it up from somewhere. And my dentist mm-hmm. isn't coming to my house to fix my teeth. I got to go to the dentist still. So I think if you're just selective in being smarter as a landlord on who the right retailers are, retail is a tremendous opportunity right now, I think still, because I don't think it's sort of caught back up to sort of pre-pandemic levels. And I think, like you said, to your point there in the Central Island area where there's so many more people coming, they all need somewhere to go. And there's still a great runway ahead of it to try to capture well, that. And that's a good point too, just on the retail standpoint is what? You know, retail, when people think of retail, they might think of like the franchises and stuff like that. But you're right on the on the services um, kind of standpoint. It's you you need doctors, you need dentists, you need clinic, you need things like that. And usually they want an easy presence where you can walk up and the customers have lots of parking. Um, and that, that is not going away. And there's a lot of communities like Campbell River, for example, that have put in really good immigration um, policies in place that attract more people to come and help with those services. Um, so there is some skilled professionals here to accommodate the growth. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Well, Santana, I, I thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy to join us today to shed some light on the central island there but before we let you go we got a six pack of light-hearted questions that we get to ask everyone so we get to know you a little bit more outside of the office do you have a few more minutes for us sure the six pack is powered by our good friends over at red point law red point law Corey, tim falco scott and the team these are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending and i just want to say Corey, not to cut you off they have a perfect five-star review on google So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. Awesome. Melissa, first question up. All right. Your favorite bar or restaurant? Central Island edition. Central Central Island Island edition. edition. Well, my favorite bar, well, it really depends. Okay. But I'm going to go with Carlos O'Brien's for Nanaimo. Okay. And then... As far as Qualcomm, my new favorite is D's. D's. <laughs> and what 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 does D's have? Type of food. Oh my god! You know, it's just the environment. It's uh, it's a bunch of locals, and they love to. The bartender knows you. Everyone knows you. Uh, it's just a really good environment. Uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's the whole the whole premise of being on on the island is just the community. It's just different. And there's the, you know, everyone says the island time. Well, it's very evident when you go to these kinds of pubs. <laughs> so, so, so D's is just like cheers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just exactly. like cheers. Okay. Next question up. Santana, unfortunately, you've done something horribly wrong and you found yourself on death row, but you're allowed one more meal before it's all said and done. What meal are you having? 
Um, probably a poutine from Leopold. Oh, hmm. yeah. I don't think we've ever had poutine before no. as an option here. Oh my God. You got to, you got to. A true Canadian. Poutine at Leopold's. I don't know if they still have it, but that was my jam. Poutine at Leopold's. Okay, so so D's at yeah. night and then poutine the next day. Well, poutine after you leave D's. Yeah. Right, yeah. You had right. the beers looking for some food. We're going to go find some poutine at D's at uh, Leopold's. Uh, oh, Leopold's. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. Favorite band. Mm. You know, I, I probably don't have a favorite band, but I have like favorite rappers, which sure, is yeah, yeah. going to get me canceled off this whole thing. No, no. I'll um, tell you right I'm now. Like, I'll tell you right now. And this, this is, this is not I, a joke. I not a joke. I don't quote any of the lyrics, thank God. But, uh, you know, I'm like a Lil Wayne fan. I'm like a Kanye West fan. So I like it. Don't hate me. Well, I, I can I can tell you this, and this is no joke. You can actually go back and listen to the episodes. When we talk to a lot of people in commercial real estate, we've had Mob Deep as a favorite band. We've had like Dr. Dre. We've had Snoop Dogg. There's a common thread, it feels like, in the commercial real estate world that a lot of people listen to rap music. I think that's real estate in general. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Real yeah. estate in general. Because when you were driving your car and you pulled up, I thought you were listening to rap music. It was so loud. Yeah. I felt like I had to pay $10. I thought I was at a club um, when you pulled up. A big Pop Smoke fan. There you go. Pop, pop Smoke. Pop Smoke. Don't think I've heard of Pop Smoke before. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to look him up look after. Him up. My vehicle, but <laughs> whatever, man. I'll ride with you. Yeah. 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 I'll ride with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next next one up. Uh, this kind of falls on the back of the last question. So so you, you you've drank too much at D's. You've gone to Leopold's already for your poutine. You're walking down the street. You're feeling good about yourself. You end up in a karaoke bar. Someone sticks a mic in your face. What song are you singing or rapping? Again, I can't even name the lyric. I can't even say the song because it's so bad. Uh, it's okay. No, we got time. We got time. No one listens to the podcast anyways. So go ahead. So what can I do that's like appropriate? Hmm. Doesn't have to necessarily be appropriate. You can just, we're just looking for the song title. We won't get into the lyrics. How's that? No, I can't even say the title. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's like classic, like a journey song. Okay. Those are always good. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'll try. That gets everyone going. Okay, good choice. I want to go yeah, out with those Santana. Those are my appropriate ones. I, th- I think I think Melissa's going to come over to the the island and go to D's for dinner with you. She I seems know. pretty excited. You guys have a lot in common. I hope you do. Absolutely. All right. Next question. What's one book you recommend our listeners read? Cheese. I'm pretty sure it's called Where's the Cheese. It's basically basically about three mice, and the cheese moves. They they go to the cheese every day and the cheese is there and they take it back and they know what to do. But one day the cheese moves and it, it kind of goes through uh, the three, the three different changes that these mice make. One mouse doesn't change at all. And the other two make changes to accommodate how they're going to get the cheese again. Anyways, it's a pretty good book. It's, it's very, very small, but it's, it's a learning book. All right, Santana, last question here. Something you've bought for $1,500 or less that's had a positive impact on your life. Oh my God, I, I don't even buy anything anymore. I'm just like... You, you could also <laughs> say downloading this podcast. We'll, we'll accept that answer. 
that's what I'll say. All right. That's Downloading cool. this podcast and the Nickelback CD. Okay. We will accept All both right. those answers. All we'll right. accept both those answers. The Nickelback CD. Okay. That's a little bit much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I liked Santana. You guys will get along very, very well. Well, Santana, how can all of our listeners get a hold of you if they want to find out more about what you're doing, the Central Island Office for William Wright Commercial, and, and all about the Central Island in general? Well, you can go on the William Wright website, find me on there, and email me or call. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so uh, just my first and last name. Um, there's lots of ways to creep nowadays, so just type in the old name in Google, and I'll come up. Santana Portman on LinkedIn and you can find her. I, I will say too that, that I do, she has, she posts a lot of really, really good stuff. So I would highly recommend people who follow her on LinkedIn. Great to have you, Santana. Santana, thank yes, you so much for your time me. once again. We appreciate it and we look forward to talking to you soon. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Santana. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Our interview today with Santana Portman. Of William Wright Commercial Central Island. You know, she's great. I will say this. Yeah. Like, we are very, very lucky to have her on our team over there. She is phenomenal. She's a pleasure to have. But she is a world of knowledge. Yeah. And uh, you can definitely tell she has great experience in this industry and this these asset classes that she works in because she is she is right up there when it comes to people knowing what they're doing in our industry, especially in that area. So it's so easy to talk to. Great, yeah, no, she's she's really really good. Um, she actually has some some amazing listings over there as well. We didn't really get into them on the air there, but you know, like multiple offers on like land in Saanich. Wow, she was doing. Yeah, lots of great stuff. They're very lucky to have her on there. Uh, Central Island area, we've been preaching on the podcast for a long time. It's a great opportunity. She echoes that today. And I think one thing too that that she made a good point about was like the retail market over there. And a lot of people still think coming out of COVID, like retail's dead, but great opportunity because there is so many, everyone from big box outlets to uh, franchises to all of that stuff that are still looking to get into those markets over there. And when you have the population growth happening in that Central Island that you do, I mean, I think it's a tremendous opportunity in the retail side of things. And you can't really say that maybe in all communities, but the Central Island, you can definitely say great opportunity on the retail front. So she pointed that out. I wanted to make sure we talked about that. But next time I'm over there, if I do make my way through Duncan, I am going to go look for a hut yeah. to meditate in. You won't find it. No. 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 I, I don't think there's probably a big demand for what what, what type of lease rates would you pay on, on a hut? <laughs> You think in Duncan? That is a really good question. I'm going to find that out for our next episode. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, and for those looking who want to talk commercial real estate, reach out. You're looking to sale, lease, anything like that. Reach out to us anytime at our Vancouver office at 604-428-5255. We'll gladly let you know. We'll put you in touch with anyone throughout the province. We can best help you. Uh, you can send me an email, Corey at williamwright.ca. Always happy to hear from the listeners. Or you can go sign up on our website for the latest and greatest news, williamwright.ca. Um, and we should have some very exciting stuff coming out on the website pretty soon. We have our Vancouver office, which has kind of quietly been getting constructed on almost a whole floor now. And we are looking to move up into our beautiful brand new Vancouver office uh, next week. So we'll have some great photos all about that and all that good stuff. And Melissa, for those who want to buy, sell uh, condos in Vancouver or who want to go to Duncan to hang out in a hut, how can they get a hold of you? You can call me at 778-869-4477 or send me an email at melissa at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com. Great. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with another great episode. All right. See you next time. Take care. Subscribe today.